0: you're listening to episode 30 of AC Geek Girls.
1: I'm Swamna Krishna. And I'm Preeti Chibber, and we are recording on Saturday, September
0: 29th. Woo! It's like a a triumph, I feel like, to make it through another month at this point.
1: Yes, I agree. It has been a rough couple years. (laughs) I (laughs) know! It's going to be like days, weeks? Days, weeks. Every day feels like an interminable long amount of
0: time. I saw someone on Twitter be like, the last couple of days have been a couple of really long weeks. I was like, (laughs) no kidding. Oh, my God. But
1: luckily, there's lots of good stuff in the media realm to keep us going.
0: Yes. Um, Should we just kind
1: of dive right in? Yeah, let's just dive right in. so New York Comic Con is in just a few days. Yeah, it's next week. It's next week, or this week, I guess, when you guys are going to be listening to this yeah, episode.
0: Yeah, we're going to delay the uh, episode a little bit because we're going to do a non-spoilery talk about the first episode of Star Wars Resistance. <laughs> Sorry, I am getting over a cold, so I might cough a little bit. Um, but so we're going to delay this to October 1st just mm-hmm. to, like, um, avoid any embargo issues.
1: Um. So this week is New York Comic Con, and I am super unprepared <laughs> surprising nobody uh, but there are a few places you know this is it's going to be weird because you're not going to be there for I'm not going to be there reasons. because
0: yeah I'm um I'm almost eight months pregnant uh, seven and a half months pregnant now and um, I don't want to have a Javits baby out no, of stress.
1: No God no.
0: I feel That's like you like... have to like leave your child at the Javits and like surrender it to the Javits gods <laughs> or something.
1: It'd be like that Natalie Portman movie where she has her baby in the Walmart. In like the Walmart? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I I don't want, especially to, I don't know, get free Javits admission for the rest of my life. That (laughs) seems like a curse. You can come to
1: any convention you want. Toy Uh, Fair, Comic-Con, Book Expo America. Oh, God. Please don't make me... Um, but I will be there. And so you can find me in a few places. Um, the first is on Thursday, October 4th at 2.15. I'm going to be moderating a panel of South Asian creators, which is really exciting. Um, so it's South Asian Voices, Culture, Craft, and Comics. They're all comics creators. It's uh, Shivana Sukdeo, who uh, does Elements and Fire, Famida Azim, Priya Huk, Anand Hirsch, Veronica Agarwal, and Nidhi Chainani. Um, It's a big panel. Oh, Ananth
0: Hirsch. He does um, the Johnny Wander comics. Mm -hmm. And then um, Lucky Penny. I love him. I know. I
1: love Lucky Penny. I'm really excited about it. I love Lucky
0: Penny. It's so good. Yeah, there are a lot
1: of good names on this panel. So I think it's going to be really fun. Um, It's at 215, uh, room 1C03. Can you tell that I'm reading off the New York Comic Con website? Uh, Then we're doing a – on my other podcast – on Friday night we're doing a live episode
0: How dare, How
1: dare? <laughs> I know I'm so sorry <laughs> uh, So Strong Female Characters Which is the podcast I do for Sci-Fi With um, our our editor Cher uh, We're partnering with the girls From Thirst Aid Kit over at BuzzFeed And doing a live episode on Friday night At the Green Room 42 And it's going to be really silly the last time we did an episode with their state kit, I spent a lot of the time being like, oh my God, like my face is so red. <laughs> so I think it's going to be me being super awkward. So if that if that is of any interest, like please come by and say hello.
0: Plus, um, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I wish I could be there. I would be there if I um, wasn't, you know, pregnant. But um, also BuzzFeed, you probably may have heard BuzzFeed eliminated pretty much its entire podcast. Yeah. Um a division, so this would be a nice way to come show your support for the Thirst Aid Kit, you know, people and to show BuzzFeed how stupid they were to make that, you know. Right, because. Make that decision.
1: Why I don't even want to get into it. It's so infuriating. I know. There's so much potential and so it's... many good podcasts through that network. <sighs> I
0: know. And podcasts by people of color. Yes um like communities of color um and it's really frustrating. So yeah, it's also, you know, not only will it be a great time and I think you absolutely should go if you um can, but also yeah, it'd be a nice way to show support for all the people who I'm gonna have wear gotten I have a t-shirt that says fired. pivot
1: to podcast.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh yeah, oh. Do you want to hear about my my fun cosplay yes. idea for this year? Yes. So oh the, my god. So, good. <laughs> so the last several years, like my big jam is comfy cosplay. Like I like comfortable, easy, ridiculous cosplay. Which is why last year I went as Peter Parker in his um Hello Kitty pajamas, which I made by hand. I have mm-hmm. never made pants in my life, but I made pajama pants.
0: They were giant but they very were comfortable.
1: Huge but very comfortable. Drawstring made it pretty easy. You still wear them to sleep? sometimes the material's not great not gonna lie the material kind of sucks um but so this year there was this picture of Chris Pine circulating on like a rocky crag in the water or something and he's wearing this amazing white caftan like a a sun hat and glasses
0: (laughs) he's living his best life he is living
1: his best life and that's what I'm doing I'm going to be rolling around the Javits Center in this, like, white caftan, like, knockoff toms.
0: (laughs) And no one's going to understand. No
1: one's going to know what I'm doing, and I'm pretty excited about it. Because if there's one person who gets it, I'm going to be like, success! Yep. (laughs) Oh, those are all my New York Comic
0: Con plans. It's going to be so good. (laughs) Sad I don't get to see it in real life. I'm going to live stream it. Please do. And if you see her, t- please take a picture and tweet it to me because <laughs> I want to see it in the wild like I'm there. <laughs> you know what day you're going to wear it yet?
1: No, I haven't decided what. Like, not Thursday, not Friday, maybe Saturday. Maybe Saturday. Yeah. I also could probably just bring it with me and put it over my clothes and wear it every day. We'll see. Who yeah. knows? I haven't decided yet.
0: It'll be a surprise. Um, okay, moving on couple of new trailers. Captain Marvel! Yeah, I was really... Okay, so we've talked about this, I think, on the podcast, how, like, Prezi and I were, like, certain this movie was never going to come out. And literally until this trailer dropped, I was still kind of, like, in the back of my mind that it's really never going to come out. Now it looks like they're actually going to put out this movie. I know! (laughs) Like, what? And I will admit, I was really unsure about Brie Larson's casting when she was announced. And I think she... I am convinced... My, You know, she has convinced me. She looks awesome.
1: She looks awesome. Uh, I, I still think I would have liked... You know what I really wanted out of this casting? Was someone what? like Serena Williams. Yeah, like
0: in, I get what like, you're saying. You
1: know what I mean? Like, somebody who has, like... The shoulders
0: does, and just, the...
1: Just the the athletic, like, vision of power. and The like, physical presence. The physical presence of it. Like, Brie Larson looks like she's going to be great, but she's also the same physique and the same... Kind of like, right. in terms of looks, the same woman that we've been getting now for 11 years. Even like
0: a, uh, what's her name? Um, Gwendolyn Christie, maybe?
1: Yeah, even like a Gwendolyn Christie. Like kind just of like the, someone like, who's a little
0: bit, yeah.
1: Like, just the presence of strength and femininity in a way that we don't tend to get to see
0: on screen would have
1: been very cool. Um, yes. That said, like you said, I think Brie Larson seems like she's amazing in the trailer.
0: I'm very glad she doesn't. She's not smiling the whole time. Yes. <sighs> it's very, it's very, and like have very, their hands and fists. Yeah. Like, um, I, um, I'm ex- definitely excited to see it. I felt like the trailer was a little bit more like, Hey, look at this female superhero than telling us anything about the plot, really. Mm -hmm. There was not a lot of – there was a lot of mishmash. There wasn't a lot about the plot, but that's okay. Like, it's a trailer. Yeah, I think what
1: what we can get out of it is that she doesn't remember her life as a human. Time on Earth, yeah. She doesn't remember her life on Earth. She just has a vague kind of familiarity with the space, which is interesting. Um, Clearly the Cree like, are – Coming in and the scrolls, yeah, the so, scrolls. Yep. So I'm on the fence about how I feel about what the scrolls look like.
0: Um, the picture of them on the beach is just weird. Or the sea, like with them on the beach, it's just like,
1: yeah. Someone said it looked like. A, I think it was, uh, Karama Karama Horn. Excuse me. I think she said it looked like the like still from a '90s like R and B group <laughs> album cover.
0: Yes it did <laughs> Yes it did, it did. It looks like like both dogs in a harmony. Right. It's like girls like, to men. But <laughs> like, yeah, like it was just like what It was it was very weird. That being said though, I think the movie will be really good. I'm not too worried about the movie. At this point, like Marvel has it dialed in. Yeah. I'm glad I they're agree. not doing an origin story. And um, this is gonna be an important character, I think, in the next phase of Marvel movies, so I'm you know, I'm really glad excited to see. The movie and it comes out in like what March? It comes out on International Women's Day, nice. the date of which
1: I do not know off the top of my head, but it's in March, um, which okay. is also Women's History Month, which is actually, I'm like happy about it because then we only have about two months until Avengers 4, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: which is gonna wreck me. Mm-hmm. I'm ready yeah. to cry. Yeah
0: there's a there's a um heath um on uh, one of our Twitter friends tweeted out someone's I don't remember and I feel bad um but we can link to we'll, it in the show notes we can link to it in the show notes like a fan made tr- kind of cap trailer for Avengers four um and it like just kind of mirrors a lot of like Captain America the first Avenger stuff and between that and like infinity War, it's just it's it's kind of like building up for him to die mm-hmm. and it's it's, it's, I mean, it's really cheesy. Yeah, I'm I mean, really the cover
1: cheesy. of, like, it, it uses a cover of Zombie, I think, from the Cranberries, Cranberries, which is really funny. It's,
0: like, super cheesy, but, like, I was like, <laughs> I am not okay after seeing this. Like no. this, is, I well, am not okay.
1: Like, I'm not ready. I just, I don't want him to die. <laughs> I want them yeah, to give no. us old man cap. Just fine. Chris Evans doesn't want to do it anymore. Fine. Like, give us old man cap. Like yep. crotchety old man Captain America running around behind like Peter Parker and T'Challa like I'm down. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um the other big trailer that dropped recently is the Dark Phoenix trailer. It did. Drop. <laughs> I want okay. That was, was that was a pardon pardon the pun but that was a very pregnant pause. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um Preeti and I, like, before we record, we spend, you know, like, 15, 20 minutes, like, going through, like, kind of the news to make sure we're not missing anything, and she mentioned the Dark Phoenix trailer. I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't watched that yet. And, like, I, like, watched it with her, like, video chatting with her, and, like, she was like, like, I was just like, what? What am I watching? (laughs) What is this? Why are Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, and Jennifer Lawrence still doing these movies? Contractual obligations. <laughs> yep, that is it. Okay, I mean... so it does honestly okay. So <laughs> taking all the like laughing aside, it does not look like the best the best film. Will I see it? Yes. Because I am like I'm a sucker for these X Men movies. I can't remember like I guess Days of Future Past was probably the last one I like enjoyed. Um and before that it was I don't know, X two. <laughs> like um but I still watched <laughs> Except Logan, I still haven't seen Logan, and I don't know that I ever will because it will wreck me. It um, will, but uh, I know I still haven't seen it. We own it. We own it, and I like we bought it on four in four K, and I still haven't so seen good. it. Um, it looks better than Apocalypse, possibly, yes. but that's not
1: a high bar. Nope. I. It's frustrating because I feel like the Dark Phoenix saga is like such a such an iconic story. It's so. The original story is so good, but somehow oh they haven't quite gotten the tone right yet. And maybe they do. This is just a trailer. Like, we don't know what the movie's yeah. actually going to be like. But from the trailer, I I have a hard time with Sophie Tucker in, in the Jean Grey role. I feel like um, Famke Johnson was actually so good in that
0: role. She was really good. They just
1: didn't give her the writing to support it in the third X-Men.
0: Sophie Turner, right? What did I say? Sophie Turner, right? Yeah. Turner. <laughs> Who's Sophie Tucker? No idea. Is that a sad real person? Okay, Sophie Turner, anyway. Sophie yeah, Turner, excuse me. Um,
1: but yeah, they, in X3, like, or even in those original X Men movies, which X 2, I think. She's so good in that role. One of the best movies ever. But, like, X 3 just killed the storyline. And it's so infuriating. But can you imagine, like, good writing with her in that role would have been yeah. amazing. And I just don't know that I believe sophie turner
0: in the role of jean gray in in that, there's like, an emotional yeah yeah right that emotional depth that you have to get to well, um i think also gray? with this cast um part of my problem is we haven't really this is gonna sound super cheesy but we haven't really seen this cast be a family yet yeah in I a know, lot of ways. i
1: agree i agree
0: and part of the tragedy of the Dark Phoenix, if you read the Claremont comics, is that the, there it's this family trauma. Like, yes. it's this family struggle. They're all trying to save her. They're all... Like, it's a family story. It's a story about, like, people who love each other and care for each other and are terrified for one another. Um, and it, we have... Th- this this cast... In a way that that previous cast, like the Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. the Famicajians, and the Patrick Stewart... Did feel like that family, even though like it's a similar number of movies at this point, like First Class, Apocalypse, but this one and like they you know just, even uh, they don't have that chemistry, and
1: they don't have the the films didn't focus on them, right? The films have very much been about Xavier and Magneto and and, Magneto. and um, Mystique. Like the movies, yeah. this this version of X Men is very much about the them and not about the X Men. As as the original team of X Men, right? So it's, or their, because even Beast is very much more associated with um, Charles Charles than with the rest of them. And so it's, I I agree. I feel like they haven't earned
0: the story they want to tell. Yeah. And that's That's exactly what it is. Right. And I'm just like, and so you're not going to get the emotional punch that the story should be. Like, it was terribly told in, um, X3. In X3, but, like, you, But the like,
1: characters
0: mattered. It, yeah, you cared about the characters. You felt how much, like, Hugh Jackman loved her and wanted to save her. Like, you felt that even if the... The writing was not the, there. The writing was not there. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, um, we'll put a link to the trailer in the show notes if you haven't seen it. I mean... Uh, yeah. It is what it is. It looks like it a... Is what it is. A silly, fun comic book movie. That's yep. I will. Will I watch it? A hundred and fifty million percent. Yes. I'll probably watch it on a plane because I watched X Men Apocalypse yeah. on a plane. Like yeah, that's. I'll watch it. I'll wait until for it to come to streaming somewhere or like somebody I know like has it and I can borrow it. But um, like you know, I'll. But I will absolutely watch it. Um, my friend. Her friend Eric Smith and I torture <laughs> pre, like on a regular basis with our terrible taste in movies. Like we'll just like send like each like send each other like um texts of like pictures of the terrible movies we're gonna watch. And like our last one, I still haven't watched yet was Jurassic Park: Fallen Kingdom because I'm totally going to watch it because I love Jurassic Park. And Preeti's like, you all are you all are terrible.
1: It's more like I'm like, I feel I bad for, for the time that you're going to be spending on
0: this. Yeah. Y'all have terrible taste, more like no, And like, it's like, oh, I know this, this actor's problematic, but I'm going to watch their trash movie
1: because <laughs> that's you the just, person I You am. deserve
0: some time.
1: I know. You deserve it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: Okay, so next, next is a happy little piece, happy little thing.
1: Uh, so it was Mark. Well, this is very quick, just to mention it, because we're going to put it in the show notes. Um, it was Mark Hamill's birthday the other day, and you, you all know how we feel about our Disney Princess yes. Luke Skywalker. Um, <laughs> and so the Looking for Leia documentary, docuseries, series, they're still figuring it out. Um, that Swapna and I were both interviewed for, did a little clip for Mark for his birthday of. Several of the women in in the show talking about their love for Luke Skywalker, and it's
0: really cute. It's really cute. Like I get so flustered talking about him, and it's so funny. Like it's like I've never seen myself get that flustered about something on camera, but I'm like, he's just he's just really handsome.
1: <laughs> it's, very so anyway,
0: it's, very it's Very cute. It's very very cute. So we'll link to and that. And I really and I really loved like the like one thing i love about this docuseries we're not going to get into it too much but is the breadth of women yes. and you know female identifying and you know um uh, people that they interviewed and um like there's just it's just the range like they're so like it's it's nice it's a very they did a very good job with representation they, I'll really, just say did. That.
1: they really did um i'm looking forward to when that Finds a distributor and we get Me to see too. everything. I think it's going to be – because even the trailer, the original trailer that they did for oh. um, Geek Girl Con, like, earlier God, this I year, lie. I think. Um, yeah, I cry every time I watch it. Like, it's just mm-hmm. – uh, It's just, like, like
0: <sighs> women built this resistance. And I start, like, bawling. Uh. Like, not, like, I'm like, oh! It's like, it is. Ugh. Um, So – and then there's one more. Um, we have one more little – Oh yeah. This
1: is sort of a news. Sort of a sort new of thing. A news. Um so this week and I urge you to um, watch it is a new sitcom premiering on NBC called I Feel Bad. Uh it's it's already available on Hulu if you want to watch it ahead of time. They did some like sneak preview premieres a couple weeks ago, but it stars Sarayu Blue and it basically is I think one of the first sitcom surrounding a South Asian American character and her family and it's not it's not about being South Asian like it's not that it's just a sitcom about this family it's a family sitcom and it's so it's it's just so funny and it's so refreshing to see this perspective
0: Mm -hmm. and uh, the acting is the, the act the casting is really really good Mm-hmm. Um, and we both seen the first episode. You've seen the first two. I've seen the first two. I've seen the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed it. Like any sitcom, it's going to take some time to grow into its what it what it's going to be. Like yeah. it's not quite what it's going to be yet. But it's going to take some time to grow into that. But I think that's okay. The first episode was definitely entertaining. Her family, um, is uh, who's, <laughs> her mom. Oh my god. Who's played by <laughs> Madhu <laughs>
1: Jaffrey?
0: Mag- yeah who is like a if you don't know a fa- very famous like indian like indian british actress and chef um but uh she's amazing she's amazing i don't know i really enjoyed it and i really enjoyed just effortlessly seeing uh, people like me portray, like, a family life, like, sort of, like, mine portrayed on screen. Yeah.
1: It it's refreshing. It's, it's She's, nice. like,
0: she's married to a, um, she's married to a white guy. I don't remember the actor's name, but he's been in, like, everything.
1: Yeah, you'll recognize his face.
0: Yeah, and, like, so, like, you know, I'm also married to a white guy, you know? So, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's a nice, it's nice to see the, you know, multiracial aspects mm-hmm. of it and, like, how I I saw a lot of my own family dynamic with how his, he interacts with his in-laws with yeah. the like <laughs> kind of just like all right you're indian i'm going with it like right okay. but
1: the, what's nice is that there's still like a cultural specificity to it yeah right mm-hmm. where it doesn't lose like they're not trying to do too much but it's yeah. still authentic
0: yeah i agree i agree completely and um very you know and very we we've, we've talked about this before but it's done in a way that i think it's very accessible to um, non South Asians, while still mm-hmm. like, it it walks that line well. Yeah, I agree. Like you um, might not get so every
1: I'm... joke, but it's still funny enough that it's fine.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, I hope you I hope you watch it, and if you like it, let us know.
1: Yes, and tell your friends to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want this one to do well because you know how these things go. If it doesn't do well, it's going to be twenty years till we get another one. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. <sighs> All right, on to the main course, yeah, of of our of our episode. Uh, So we have two two big big topics today. I don't know why I'm repeating myself, but two big topics today: uh, Star Wars Resistance, which is super exciting. We're going to do our spoiler free conversation, and then uh, Patreon. Contributor asked us to watch yeah. Stardust, so we're gonna talk about Stardust,
0: which was so much more. Like I don't remember. Like okay, we'll get into it. We'll but, get like, there. I had we'll so get there. Fun watching it, like it was <laughs> so fun. Um, okay, so with Star Wars Resistance, Preethi and I will be covering um, uh, episode by episode Star Wars Resistance um, for fa- um, sci-fi fan girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can find our spoilery thoughts. You'll be able to find our spoilery thoughts over there after the um, episodes air. Um, until I go on maternity leave, November 1st, and then Preethi is on her own. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. Yay. Um, um, but so we've both seen the first episode. The first episode airs Sunday, October 7th. Um, We've both seen the first episode. Uh, the first I guess, I two first episodes. Two epi- yeah. Yeah, it's the first two episodes because I think they're premiering in like a one-hour yeah. block. But it's technically two episodes. Um, so we're going to talk about just some non-spoilery thoughts, um, just kind of, you know, what we thought about the show, if you, but I know some people, like, just want to go in completely clean, no, no thoughts at all, so we're going to timestamp this so you Mm -hmm. can either come back later or just skip it altogether or whatever, so, okay. What did you think? I
1: loved it. I mean, it's not, I'm not surprised that I loved it. Because I love Star Wars Rebels, I love Clone Wars. Like it was not a surprise to me that I would enjoy it. Um I was surprised by how many times I actually laughed out loud. Like not yeah. like oh huh like like belly laughs, you know? Um I really liked it. What about you?
0: I I really liked it as well. Um, there was nothing I didn't like about it. And there were some things I really liked. Like, if you're thinking about, like, how you review a show, it's like, okay, well, these are the things I really mm-hmm. like. These are the things I'll wait and see on. And these are the things I thought they could work on. And honestly, there isn't really a lot under I thought they could work on. I I, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I thought it was a really strong first couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, and I think it set the scene for the series very well. Um I think people who are expecting or hoping for a kind of a rogue squadron type, type series might be a little disappointed because it does look like it's going to be mostly planet side. Um, but you know that it looked like that for Rebels too, and then they they managed to change like, it up. Change it right. So I, um,
1: it is. You know what's interesting is that because there's so all these series and and which we've talked about before in terms of how Star Wars is. Finding pockets of time in the universe in which to create new stories, I'm starting to have a hard time keeping them straight. Like, I had to keep reminding myself while I was watching where this story sat in the whole sequence because I was like, I just kept forgetting. I just kept being like, okay, wait. So, Clone
0: Wars. I kept being like, whoa, whoa, Rebel logo. Whoa, Rebel logo. Exactly, right? No, no. No, no, no. Yeah.
1: So, like, Clone Wars is between episodes two and three. Yep. Um, Rebels is between episodes six and seven. Yep. Wait. That's not no,
0: right. No, 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 no. I was, I was like, like, wait. Three. That's not right. I was like, <laughs> Resistance, is between, Resistance is
1: between six and seven.
0: Resistance is between six and seven. I was like, I was just like, yes, no.
1: Incorrect. <laughs> See? But I but think that's what keeps going through my head of like, don't forget where this is.
0: Yeah, I I agree. It's been confusing. And I think it'll get better once we kind of because like with Rebels, I was like I had the same confusion because of Clone Wars.
1: Right. Rebels um, get... Rebels, sorry, is between 3 and 4.
0: Right. My bad. I know that.
1: But it's it's hard you just remembering the point in time in which these stories a take lot of place Star Wars. Yeah, is something that I think they have to start thinking about in when they're marketing the show. And yeah. being, like, super clear when they're... Because, like, these shows, you know, these shows have a tendency to just, like, drop you off in the middle of, like,
0: a thing for... This absolutely does. This one absolutely does yeah, that. So like There's no context.
1: And so I think you have to start kind of feeding people a little bit more ahead of time and mm-hmm. giving them the context
0: that they won't get from the show immediately. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um... So I want to say something really quick um, about Rachel Butera, who plays. Um, she's the voice of mm-hmm. Leia. So I'm not going to go into this too much because I just, this is a place we talk about things that make us happy, and this did not. Um, she posted. She she said she said some very unfortunate things this week during the hearings. Um, if you're curious about it, we will link to an excellent article that Courtney, Courtney Enlow um, did over at Sci-Fi uh, Fangirls. But she basically said some terrible things deleted it and apologized kind of a way but not in a a real way yeah not in a real way uh because but because i think she knew that people had been fired from stuff like this for less um and i've seen since then some people talking about maybe um, boycotting the show if disney doesn't fire her and all i want to say about that is i respect people's choices when it comes to stuff like this Um, I am a person who will engage with most problematic content because I believe I think everything is problematic and I don't really pick and choose if I want to watch something I'm going to watch it and know that whatever I'm engaging with is problematic because everything's problematic but Mm -hmm. I don't judge other people's choices and how and what they pick and choose and how they choose to do it but all I'm going to say is please do not please just think about um, this is a show that is almost exclusively fronted by people of color yep. um all, all the main characters the human main characters both on screen and on, um, on screen and the actors who voice them are people of color so please don't punt th- don't punish a show um that is fronted and you know voiced by characters fronted by characters and voiced by actors of color for the actions of a white woman because if this show doesn't do well they're not going to do more shows like this yep and um, so that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to get into it too much. But just just think about that before you make, make a your decision. decision on what you're going um, okay. so
1: to do. So back to the cast. I have to say, Christopher Sean playing the lead, Kaz, is amazing. Um, you may or may so not. Good. He's so good. You may or may not be familiar with him. Um, I know him from the Lizzie Bennett Diaries, which is like one of my favorite things ever. He plays Bing Lee. And he's like... <laughs> He's so cute. And so when I found out, he's so cute. He's so good in this role. And his voice work is just perfect. You know, it's not... He's not dissimilar from Ezra, if we're going to compare, in terms of, like, kind of that brash young man who wants to maybe be more than he currently is. But he Mm -hmm. gives it a sense of, like... I'm trying to think of how to say this. There's there's this, like, very appealing quality to him. I know mm-hmm. Ezra rubbed a lot of people the
0: wrong way. <laughs> he was... I will say, okay, so if, <laughs> if that comparison just turned you off, I will say, Ezra was not my favorite for, I think, the first season or two. Um, like, He grew on me, but... I loved Kaz. Right. So. You, that's
1: what I mean. Is like, I love Ezra, but I know a lot of people don't. When I say, when I'm trying to say the comparison there, the difference is that Kaz is immediately someone that you are kind of rooting for because he's just a little bit, like, he, he's a little bit of a victim of circumstance.
0: Yep. And I think it makes a difference that they've cast Kaz a little older. He's not yes. a kid. He, yes. He has the, like, kind of wide-eyed wonder and, like, Oh, naivety—a little bit of that—that that, uh, that Ezra shares a little bit, mm-hmm. but like because he's not a kid, he d- he doesn't have that like kind of whiny quality yes, that Ezra had very true. at the beginning.
1: Very true. And so
0: that makes a big made a big difference for me.
1: Um, I loved getting to hear Oscar Isaac come as <laughs> Poe. That was wonderful.
0: I screamed. <laughs> I, I like, screamed. Yes! He was in it a lot. I imagine he'll probably be in particular episodes right. a lot but not not in a lot of episodes. Yeah,
1: I agree. Um they they used him well. They used the character well, I thought. Very and tough. I'm really into this animation. It's like a aside. I loved the
0: animation. It's
1: very similar. I don't know if you've watched um Dragon Prince yet, but it's very similar to Dragon Prince which is on um, Netflix now by the creators of or producers of uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. But the animation is this like kind of cell shading um, sort of computer, but it looks like a little
0: flatter. It's it's really cool. It's a a very fluid and it's very fluid. It looks just it's very like pleasing to the eyes on screen. Like it's Mm -hmm. it looks really nice. Like and it's um, yeah, I don't know. I really I, I don't know anything about animation, so I can't really go into specifics, but I did really like the look. I think they've done a very nice job setting this apart from both um, Clone Wars and Rebels in yeah. terms of visual uh, it's, aspects.
1: It's not quite as jarring a departure as Rebels was from Clone Wars, from Resistance, yep. from Rebels. Um, so it's a little bit of a smoother transition, I think, but it's brighter. The colors are yes. much brighter. Um and the like i think you're right there's like a liquidity and a fluidity to the animation that is really interesting
0: yeah it's just it's, it's like it's a be- in a lot of ways it's a beautiful show to watch yeah like it is it's and so i i was i was really happy with that um because i wasn't sure about the stills and the like i wasn't yeah, sure how it would work same. from the and from the um trailer but it it looks fantastic on the screen same very cool. Um, trying to think about what else we can talk about
1: that isn't at all plot driven um, the, um, the characters I do think this is going to change but I would have liked to see more women and more female uh-huh. characters in Agreed. the early episodes because it's it's a little like uneven Um
0: yeah, very good uh, POC representation, but um I'm hoping that we'll see more women. Yeah. Um
1: that was one of my
0: few issues with yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. Um I'm really I'm really interested to see what they do with the specter of the first order hanging all over the hanging over this because mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's set at a time um before the first awakens when I mean, to be fair, even in the first Force Awakens, no one believes that the First Order is really yeah, a thing. Yeah, which is what's going like... to be
1: interesting about this.
0: Yes, but like, so it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of develops, mm-hmm. um, and how, yeah, like basically how, what is the end game here? Yeah, I guess is my question. I agree. Which I mean, they don't. They don't have to. I mean, they don't have to. Like we don't. But I, I don't even for this this storyline. I'm I'm just the storyline the present, which we're not going to get into. But I'm just curious as to like how are they going to balance like sad like and sad like satisfactory reveals for the viewer with, right. while keeping consistent with what's going on in the universe. I mean, that's we what know. we.
1: This is what the kind of issue is with narrative that yeah that's the issue with narratives like this that exist in a pocket of time is having to balance creating stakes for the viewer and the reader without upending what we already know and the difference between i think clone wars and rebels with like clone wars there was a really large gap between the Anakin we knew in episode 2 and the Anakin we meet in episode 3 so there's a lot of story to tell there of how he got from point A to point B and between and for Rebels like absolutely the growth of um, the Rebellion is something that we'd never seen before so that story exists. What's going to be interesting about this is that the stakes aren't quite as high as the previous two. Resistance
0: already exists. Leia's already kind of an outcast, clearly, Mm -hmm. among the New Republic. Um, But maybe we'll get to see. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe we'll kind of get to see the inner workings of the New Republic. True. Maybe um, because Kaz's father is um, a senator. senator. So
1: seeing the problematic aspects that have traveled from the original Republic to the New Republic and how mm -hmm. they're going to have to figure out how to not make it repetitive.
0: Yeah, and it does look like. I mean, I'm just saying this based on two episodes. Um, there's, but there was no Jedi presence. Nope. So, which I mean, I think is fine. Like we 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 all know how Preethi and I love Force lore and love like the Jedi stuff. But I would be absolutely fine with a series that just kind of like there's a lot of pockets of the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are definitely pockets of the Star Wars universe that have no Jedi. And so, yeah.
1: Like I don't know that this story has the longevity that something like Rebels did. It and maybe yeah. it will, like, but I'm it'll be interesting to see how they move forward.
0: I think they will definitely um change the premise on us at some yeah. point. They'll have to. In a way they didn't with Rebels. With the Rebels was one long story. Yes. I'm not sure that this will be the same.
1: Yes, I agree. Okay, I feel like that's kind of all we can say. That's,
0: I feel like that's all we can say. Um so uh it premieres on October 7th? Yes. Um, October 7th. Sunday, October 7th after Comic-Con. And then you can go to Fangirls and see Preeti and me squeeing over this new series because I hope you like it. We were very, we're very tentative um, on this discussion talking about it because I think we're, we both don't want to violate any embargoes. Yep. (laughs) But we, but like that being said, we both really did enjoy it. So I don't, I don't want like our hesitancy to come across as I don't know what to say because I don't like it. Right. (laughs) Because we're afraid of Disney. We not, are very we afraid like of it. Disney. <laughs> like, so... Um, we don't see to yell at us. So, um, we really like the show, though. So, okay. Um, All right. So, next is... Next is... Oh, my God. This Stardust. was Banana Pants. Okay, so... So, um, Meredith, one of our Patreon subscribers, asked us to watch Stardust. And when she asked us, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I remember watching that movie. And I remember liking it, like, way back in the day. So, um, okay, well, I guess we'll watch it again. And I forgot how banana this uh, this movie was.
1: So, I thought I'd seen this movie. Did you not? I apparently had not. I read the book. Like, it's it's based on a Neil Gaiman novel. <laughs> And I read the book in college. Like I got very into Neil Gaiman when I was like nineteen, like as we all do. As we all do. And I read like everything he'd written, and Stardust was one of those books. And so I, I remember the movie coming out, and I think I just convinced myself that I had seen it because I knew all the people in it, and I knew. But no, as I was watching this movie last night, I was like, I've
0: never seen this. Okay, now I want to really want to hear you. Okay, so like I'm. (laughs) I usually, when we do a thing like this, Preeti watches the movie before me, but this time, like, I watched it first, so I was, like, G-chatting her, like, oh my god, oh my god, that's, that's Henry Cavill in a blonde wig and a mustache, like, oh my god, young daredevil, Oh oh my god, like, oh my god, like, it was, it was, it was a trip. Okay, so what did, having never seen it, oh my god, I didn't realize that, what did you think? I mean, it's a wild movie.
1: Um, I was, like, taking notes, and it's like, you know, every British actor who wasn't in Harry Potter is in these movies, or is in this movie, I guess. Um, That's fair. It's, I'm, and it's been such a long time since I've read the book that, like, I only sort of remembered the basic, I, I, like, remember the basic outline of the story more so than, like, individual occurrences, um, And so the departure was interesting because the story – I remember the book being this interesting mix of, like, fantasy and contemporary in that way that Neil Gaiman does in a contemporary tone but a fantasy setting. Mm -hmm. And the movie, I'm not – the movie almost got there but didn't quite. But, like, it was just a weird, funny movie.
0: so weird. But it's it's so weird. It's
1: so weird. Like, it's a weird movie. I did love – Like, I love the casting, although I kind of wish, I have to say, I love like baby Ben Barnes showing up. Like, we've got this movie has like Daredevil, Superman, Prince Caspian, like Magneto, like everybody, like the guy from the Kingsman. Like, everybody's in this movie. But I love Ben Barnes a lot, actually. And I kind of would have liked to see his and Charlie Cox's roles swapped because I think Ben Barnes would have been really good as Tristan. I agree. I agree.
0: Like, as Charlie Cox. I like is Charlie fun. Cox, but he. <sighs> he's just not I like super Charlie Cox compelling
1: a lot. as a romantic hero. Yeah, I agree. Like, he's kind of too
0: much of a goober. He's much, he's much more compelling as a human trash can. Yes!
1: Give me my, like, dumpster pigeon!
0: He's yeah. great! But as he's like, this,
1: as this, like, romantic hero, he wasn't. I just was like, I just kept thinking about how good Ben Barnes would have been in that role and like cuz even in the in the like two, 5 minutes that he's on screen as the young the young man when he meets the woman who's going to be the mom which hilarious to me that they had the same actress play the mom but yeah. not yeah. like not the same actor play the dad um, it, that moment has so much more chemistry than i think charlie Co- charlie cox and claire dane's ever quite achieved So that was in the back of my head the whole time, which isn't, it's not super fair. Um, Yeah, Yeah. so, I don't know. That was weird.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, Also, Danes has not aged.
1: Yeah. At all. It's unsettling. It did bring me back to, like, it was making, it was giving me a lot of, like, Romeo and Juliet feels with her, like, long
0: hair and... I feel like she aged between Romeo and Juliet and Stardust to a teen from a teenager to an adult because right. she looks like a teenager yes. in Romeo and Juliet. Yes, so she aged from a teenager to an adult, but like since like then, because this movie is what two thousand two, two thousand seven, two thousand seven. Oh really? Yeah. Two thousand seven. is so later than I thought. Okay, so two thousand seven, but she hasn't aged in the last decade. Yeah, and at all. but
1: it's it's so Clardy is such like a she's a she's a good actress clearly, but she's. You know what you're getting from Claire Danes when she's on screen.
0: Yeah. She has a... She is a little bit one note. Yes. I say it. And I say with the caveat that I do really like Claire Danes. Yes. So.
1: Um, I actually thought the person who seemed like they were having the most fun in this movie
0: was Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah. I feel like Robert De Niro was also having a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, but that whole thing's super weird. And like...
0: Definitely he didn't age super well. Oh, not age nope. well at all. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I feel like at the time they felt like they were being progressive. Yeah. And now you look back and you're like, oh, oh, you don't get any cookies. No. You don't get any cookies.
1: This is, like, not great.
0: Um, um, but, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer definitely was having a good time. She looked great.
1: She is so
0: beautiful
1: that it is, like, hard to look at her sometimes.
0: Yeah, she's just stunning. Like, it was... It was... Like, I was just like, dear lord. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think. I just... I love how... Like, and I think you were probably, because you hadn't seen it before, were probably like, this movie is really weird. I loved how weird... Because I, rem- I had seen it, and I remembered being like, this movie is really weird, but kind of a lot of fun. Um, and so, like, I really enjoyed rediscovering just how weird it was. So because weird. it is so weird. Like, it's so, like... It's, like, just, like, things happen out of left field, and you're, like, I don't even know what just happened. And I don't the, understand.
1: The, like, tones, the moments, the, the, like, tonal shifts are jarring and not in a way that doesn't work. Like, it works, but there's this, like, slapstick comedy element to everything. But then there there's is. also this, like, deep, fan like, fantastical tone that's coming along. Yes. It, like, there are parts that are just really funny, but are funny in a way that you're, like, Am I in a Marx Brothers movie?
0: Well, it's like like with the with the with the king and his sons. Yes! And you're like what? What is what is happening? Like when they're ghosts. Quite... And then and then it's like Rupert unrecognizable Rupert Everett. Yes,
1: for like four seconds, and then he's got that weird like flat face yes. thing from getting thrown out the window or whatever. I mean, I, I will say I really enjoyed Mark Strong's like Loki who is not Loki. Yeah. I agree. I really like... agree.
0: I, I love him very much. <laughs> he was a
1: great villain. Um I also
0: I also did like going back to Claire Dance, I forgot to mention this, how pissed off she was. Yes.
1: Well, okay, so this is the one thing I remember from the book. The one thing that I remember seeing is when the star falls. It's like the it's like a, I wish I could have I was looking for my copy, but I don't know where it is. Um but there the text is like literally uh like a, what do you call this? I'm showing her with my hands. Like, it's like, it looks like, like, falling. Yeah, like, like, like falling and bouncing. A y- like, okay, right. About and it, the text is doing that, and the text, and then, uh, like, uh, and a tiny okay, voice okay. came out and said, fuck. And like, I really wanted that in the movie, because it's so funny, and I just, yeah. that was the moment I knew this book was, like, a different sort of fantasy book. I will, like, never forget that moment, and this was, I must have read it in, 2004 or something like that. And so like she's so great in the movie, but she's so angry in the book and I wanted that level of like
0: yeah. hilarious
1: anger that I not sh- I'm not sure she ever quite got there.
0: Yeah, I have um never I haven't read the book so I can't compare, but I just loved how like she was just pissed off yes. in the movie and it was it was very it was very given what has given this week it was very cathartic to see. Like I was just like That is very true
1: um that that was yeah that was really fun I liked how they got that kind of bantery conversation right from the get-go of the two of them of like they're like little angry cats (laughs) like the truth right it's the two of them that said you know what the hottest moment in this movie is when Charlie Cox is looking in the window and Claire Danes is lying on the thing in the witches whatever and Mark Strong comes up right next to him and puts a sword to his throat <laughs> and, but then Charlie Cox has his like dagger at oh, Mark yeah, Strong's yeah, yeah. gut and it's this moment where I was like oh I wanna watch the whole movie theory. about you two <laughs> there was like more yeah. chemistry in that moment than like 50 minutes of Charlie Cox and Claire Day.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was not. Oh, Which, to be fair, Charlie Cox is weird. He doesn't have chemistry with a lot of people. No, he does Because, like, even in Daredevil, he does not have chemistry. I don't feel like he has chemistry with the actress who plays Karen.
1: No, but he has Deborah chemistry Ant-Ball. with Elektra.
0: Elektra. He has a lot more, of chemistry with Elektra.
1: Might be more on the actress's side than
0: yeah. Is to be fair. <laughs> uh, I think he just he is just a and charlie cox is a nice guy so i like feel bad continually calling him a human trash can but he just plays a human trash he can very does. well like
1: and he's like kind of he's a little awkward
0: he's a little yeah. awkward and i think that's part of it um Which I should have worked for stardust but they didn't write it, the character that way as awkward they w- wrote him as naive and not awkward right a little yes. bit like wide-eyed but not awkward
1: because in He was too smooth in his moments with – it's Sienna Miller, right? In that role? I didn't look it up. But, yeah, Sienna Miller. In those moments with Sienna Miller when he's like, I would sail continents. I would do this. I would do this. Like, I think the awkward moment was supposed to be when he was like, I would behead a polar bear. But he says it with such um, earnestness that it doesn't read as awkward. It just reads as earnest. And, like – I think they needed to write his own awkwardness into it a little bit more and I think it would have balanced the chemistry issue. You should have yeah, hired us.
0: <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Um I'm trying to think what else. Was it's just I feel like we keep going back to this but it's such a like it's such a bananas movie. Like it's like, I did like how much I would be, like, watching and be like, oh, my God, that's, like, Robert De Niro. Like, or, like, Ricky oh Gervais. Oh, my God. They're... Yeah, like, yeah. Like, it was just super random I with know. how many, like, big-name people they just got. Just, like, in moments.
1: I mean, at the time, Ricky Gervais, this was 2007, so it's after The Office, right? And, like, yeah. after all of that. I was, like, taking notes, sort of, while I was watching and – Like, I literally have a line that was like, they lulled me into a false sense of security and then De Niro. (laughs) Which, Robert De Niro in this movie is so funny. First of all, I think it's hilarious that they're like, you don't have to do an English accent. Yeah, I know. Everyone else in this movie will be English, but you will be American. You will not. Yeah. Um, And then also, he, it feels like his whole role is him doing a Mandy Patinkin impression. Oh my
0: god, that's so true. Oh my god. <laughs> like the whole
1: time i was oh like did you just channel mandy patinkin the whole time cuz that's what it feels did,
0: like I, did, I, did, I didn't even i didn't even think about that but but that's so true that's so true
1: <laughs> it's so funny and weird um I don't mean to keep harping on the like chemistry thing, but I also think the issue when they were doing this made me laugh really hard. When they were doing the montage of of um, Yvain and Tristan on the ship with the the yeah. lightning pirates or whatever, they do this montage that's supposed to be the two of them like falling in love, but it's mostly them as uh-huh. individuals with Robert De Niro's character. Robert De Niro, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm like, what are we supposed to be getting from this? <laughs> like, Like him, like sword fighting. Yeah, him sword fighting. Tristan (laughs) teaching her how to dance and play the piano. Like,
0: what? What? I was like, wait, why is he teaching her how to dance? Right. Like, I saw that. (laughs) Like, why have like gone up like two octaves? (laughs) (laughs) I can't stop. I
1: can't stop laughing. It was just so
0: weird. (laughs)
1: It was, like, such it a was weird, really weird narrative decision. It's so decision. weird, I
0: wonder if it was, like, deliberately weird. Because it's I, so weird. It was
1: almost like they were like, we need more screen time with Robert De Niro.
0: <laughs> I know. So let's just, like, insert him into their love story and yeah, see where so this goes. Yeah, so then
1: when, like, she, he starts being like, I can see you're falling in love with him or whatever, I'm like, what? Where? Feels like she's falling in love with you, buddy. <gasps> <laughs> like, so random. God. <laughs>
0: Oh my god, yeah. I I totally agree. Um. Uh, (laughs) Can we talk about the wigs in this movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, They're so
1: bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have to wait an hour to get that good Charlie Cox hair? Unacceptable.
0: The um the the Henry Cable and Henry Cable was not a big deal at this point. Um, two thousand seven. I think that was the around the time he was doing the Tudors, probably maybe so a little a, before.
1: He had a buzz cut, probably at the time.
0: Um, but the the blonde hair and the wig was the blonde hair and the mustache wasn't doing much for him. No, he's an attractive man, like he is, and that's just yeah.
1: No, that wasn't great. Sienna Miller's wig is, no. so wig is so bad. Claire Danes' wig is so bad
0: uh sienna miller was a big name at this point i feel oh, like Oh yeah she was wasn't she she was kind of up and coming and then like i don't know what happened to her um but she was a little bit bigger of a name than like Henry cable would have been
1: yeah and charlie cox this was yeah right
0: i mean yeah charlie cox wasn't a big name till like three years ago <laughs> <laughs> oh Let's buddy be real oh buddy oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I love him. I'm sorry, Charlie Cox. <laughs> I made a lot of jokes at your expense today.
1: I don't know if I wasn't paying attention, but so it opens with Ian McKellen narrating, right? But he narrates about this letter that some kid wrote to some London scientist. And I was like, what yes. is going on? Because they don't so, ever yeah, reference that again.
0: Yeah, the whole scientist thing, I, I was confused. Because, like, the scientist something, and then it jumps to Ben Barnes.
1: Yeah, it was a really weird introduction to the film because I was waiting for that to come back at the end and then it
0: never did. Yeah, it was a weird frame that wasn't really a frame. It was like an L. Yeah (laughs) (laughs) half a frame. (laughs) That was a really bad joke. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's pregnancy. I played the pregnancy. I was like, what? (laughs) It was a loser I had to, like, do the frame motion with, like, two like, my hands on, like, the video chat for her to understand what I was saying. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, it was very um, strange. Also, I, you know, I think this movie, if it was made today, would be wildly different in the narrative. I agree. Because it's pretty patriarchal, you know. It's pretty, like, the star gave him her whole heart. I'm like, does she have his, though? Because she yeah. should. Um so that was, I was like, oh, you know, that didn't age super well. But it was a really delightful, fun romp of a movie.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed, like, I enjoyed how weird it was because I wasn't expecting it. Like, I remember yeah. when it came out. Like, I was like, I, and I watched it and I was like, this movie's weird. Um so weird. And I was meant, back to, meant to go back and read the book and then never did. I have the book. I just never read it. Um, but, yeah, like, I enjoyed how weird it was, because, like, I kept watching, like, things kept happening out of left field, and I'd be like, wait, wait, what? Um, but, yeah, in, in terms of how it has aged, I think, in terms of banana pants, just weirdness, um, it's fine, but, like, there are definitely elements of it that have not aged so well. Yep,
1: there are a lot of points where I was like, ooh, mm, ugh don't think that did that that's not saying what you wanted to say and I
0: don't think, I don't think there are any non-white people
1: in oh movie. no this movie is like the whitest movie I've watched in like five years probably
0: yeah I don't, think, I don't think which you know I mean uh, like that is what it is and that like like it is like the thing is you can say it's a product of it's, of its time ago. like that's not like this is not like 1992 right like
1: it's 10 years ago
0: right like Romeo and Juliet from 1994. 90, what, 90, 97, 97. I knew Preeti would know. I knew Preeti would know. Would Had more amazing. like people of color than yep. yeah. this movie.
1: yeah. Oh so, man, like, we should do an episode on Romeo and Juliet. But it's just going to be me <laughs> reciting the whole movie. Yeah, yeah
0: pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Ugh. Okay, so that's our discussion, I think, of Stardust. Wait, Unless wait. you had anything I else. did
1: want to mention, though, one note that I wrote down, which was, lol, old man beat Daredevil at his own game with that twirling stick. <laughs> when that 95-year-old man beats the crap out of Charlie Collins. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah.
1: Baby Daredevil. That's it. Okay, okay. that's it.
0: For real. Um, okay, so let's talk about the things we love. What do you love right now?
1: Guess what it is.
0: (laughs) I don't know, Prissy. I have no (laughs) idea. Because you haven't been tweeting about anything for the past, like, (laughs) week and a half.
1: Spider-Man PS4 is the best game I've ever played. I like it better than Breath of the
0: Wild. Um, Oh, that's that's, that's high praise. I know, but here's
1: the reason why. It has all the great elements of Breath of the Wild, and that it's like open world. You can make your own decisions about where this, where you want the, where you want Spider Man to be at any given moment in time. But it has the writing to back it up, and I don't know the Breath of the Wild had the best narrative story. Mm-hmm,
0: yeah. um, the
1: writing in this game is the Spider Man movie I've always wanted.
0: Okay, like it's so tell me. Okay, so first, talk to me a little bit about controls, because you know how I am with video games. Yeah, okay, like so, that's why I like Breath of the Wild because it was super like the combat was super simple. The and every Spider-Man game I've played, like trying to shoot the web, and they it do never a good ends.
1: job, right? They do a good job of like maintaining the the controls are pretty easy. Like I'm I grew up on Nintendo. I'm very much like. Beyond two buttons for me gets a little hard yep. sometimes. So yep. PlayStation, I mean now now the Wii and the, the Switch have multiple whatever, but like that was a long time coming. The PlayStation, yep. I've never quite gotten used to like remembering what button is where. Like I could not tell you what order those buttons are in right now. Like yep. triangle, square, circle, Triangle's X. Top.
0: Triangle is top and X is bottom. But I, I don't know about between, squares between
1: circle and square. On the left side, circles on the right. Left. I think. Uh,
0: yeah. I think that's right.
1: But like I can never it's not something that I remember when I'm playing and there's a lot of like yeah. press the triangle now press the square now you know. But that said, it's still easy to learn. So like yeah. swinging is the most fun. You swing through the streets of New York City and it's literally the only time I've cared about parkour was like in this game. Um it's the it's really fun to be Spider-Man and they've gotten the like movement down just right like he's super elastic it's like that that um it's the reason i liked the spidey comic series so much from a few years ago Mm -hmm. was that i felt like the artist whose name is escaping me right now um really got that elasticity and like burst of motion that spider-man is known for and this game does that like Mm -hmm. through camera work through movement And the way the body has been animated is so on point. It's really, really cool. Um, And it kind of drops you in, like, sort of right in the middle of the action, which is great. Like, one of the Mm -hmm. first bosses you have to beat is Wilson Fisk, and that kicks off the story because it creates a power vacuum in New York.
0: So this is very
1: much comics universe. Very much comics universe. Um, Not movie universe. uh, I don't want to... We'll we'll make notes in the show. We'll we'll put the sh- the timestamp in so in case you don't want to be spoiled. Like I haven't finished the game yet. I haven't done the third act, so I don't know how it ends. Um, but just to talk about the plot a little bit. So Wilson Fisk, you fight him within the first like ten minutes of starting this game, and you're like, what is going on? I died like seven times because I didn't know what I was doing. But it's a great way to like. Be like, this is how you do it, and this is how you're gonna learn. Like, it's not a trainee moment. It's not like, here's a soft game to help you learn how to use your powers. You gotta be
0: okay with figuring it out and dying yes. a lot.
1: And it lets okay. you die a lot, which I I hate games that are like, you're dead. Start at the beginning. Like, this is like, you're dead. Oh, yeah. Right back into the action, which I appreciate because I have died a lot. Um, terrible. Yeah. But you so you beat Wilson Fisk and it creates a power vacuum, which all of a sudden starts like and he says to you he's like you're gonna regret this Spider-Man like see what I've done for this city you'll see when I'm gone and it's this like great moment where you're like oh no oh no what's coming and so these like other villains are being seen who are wearing these masks so it's a great combination of like Spider-Man and Peter Parker who is my favorite Peter Parker which is like you know early mid 20s garbage life trash Yep, doesn't have a shit together at one point in the store you get evicted from your apartment and your like mini mission is to go find your shit out of the garbage truck that it's in <laughs>
0: oh my god like, right that's so pretty oh right? my god like that is it's, so like your peter parker it's my peter
1: also this is the best writing i've seen for mary jane and like i don't even know how long you get to play as mary jane you get to play as mj oh. and she's like she's a reporter and so you go on these, like, fact-finding missions, basically, as her. Um, you also get to play as Miles. Like, Miles are, and MJ are Peter's, like, helpers. And okay. the through line of Peter and MJ's story is very much about their partnership. Like, they've been broken up for six months when this story starts. And it's them kind of getting to know each other again. It's so okay. good. Like, it's just so good. There's this amazing, like sequence where um scorpion poisons you and you start having these hallucinations but the hallucinations are you you've been working with doc ock and you see him go off the deep end and so you're going after dr octopus and he's yelling at you he's like this is all your fault how could you do this you're poisoned to everyone around you and you're like no please let me help so it's that balance of like vulnerability and like um self-confidence issues that peter has but with Mm -hmm. the like Funniness and the and the quips and the like silliness that he brings to the comics. It's just the writing yeah. is so good. I like can't get over how strong the writing is.
0: Um. So, okay. So I've heard about of about people like going and buying a PS4 to play this game. Yeah. And while that is a lot of privilege, like a lot of people don't, can't afford that. But mm-hmm. if somebody was on the fence, they could. And somebody's on the fence. Not me because I don't have. I can't play video games right now. <laughs> but I mean, if I wasn't like. If you know, I wasn't in the family way. I mean, th- <laughs> the way people have been talking about this game, I would have, go- I would go out and buy- consider going out and buying a, p- a sword to play this easily game. Easily the best game I've when... played in like five years. Okay, so yes. that would be yes. Go buy it. Go. <laughs> when if you, you were like, when you were like, it's better than Breath of the Wild because I was like, Breath of the Wild was the best Breath game I've played. In was like... the... Yes,
1: and the in a long time. Really, the only reason I'm putting this above Breath of the Wild is the writing of the story. Like, it's a first person narrative-enclosed game in the same way that Breath of the Wild is. And I think it's very telling that this was the fastest-selling game in, like, PlayStation history or something. Yeah. Because people want self-contained. They want narrative. They want to be in the story. They don't want... It's what I wanted. What You want a narrative. You want to be in it. And so, like, I hope that this kicks off a new wave of, like, not just making, like, movie games or whatever games, but making them good. Like, Insomniac that's spend what, a lot of time on this.
0: That's what, like, that's the big thing about, like, this is a. No one, almost no one's making, like, single player kind of RPG style. Yeah. No one's making, but besides, like, the Japan, you know, imports, like, no one's making those for American games anymore. It's all, like, online play, like, multiple. A lot of people, like, don't, like, I don't, I don't, that. Want, I don't that. want to play against other people because they'll kill me. Yeah, like, I, want I don't that. want to play with strangers but, on the internet. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, like the thing is, like, and it's like, oh, like you need to connect with, like, it's gaming is like so it's fine, it's f- I'm fine with it being a solitary activity. I have plenty of activities I do with other people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fine with it being a solitary activity. So I'm hoping, yeah, that game studios pay attention to how well this game has done. Yeah, because it is, I think, breaking records. Like, just the sales for this game are off the chart,
1: and it it's breaking records, and it has amazing reviews. Like. I don't know a single person who doesn't like the game. Everybody
0: is talking about this game. Yeah.
1: And it's also, what I like about it is that it's so accessible. There are three modes. There's, like, easy, medium, hard. It's, like, friendly, spectacular, amazing, I think. So you can replay the game. Like, I'm going to start again, I think, when I finish. Mm -hmm. Eventually.
0: (laughs) When you finish swinging through New York.
1: Yes! I'm working on, like, clearing out 100% of the crime in every district of New York right now.
0: Yep. yep, as you do. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Um, okay. So then, what do I love right now? Mine is not as as fun or involved, but I've been ever since the uh, Veronica Mars revival yes. was announced. Um, I decided to go ahead and rewatch the series because it's so short; it's only yeah. three seasons. And I realized I had never watched the full series and then watched the movie as kind of the end. I have not um, done that. Like I hadn't done that, and since the movie came out, because I watched the series when they announced the movie, mm-hmm. um, and then watched the movie like a year or two, you know, however long it took to came out, like later, and so I have just finished the entire series, and I'm probably gonna watch the movie today or tomorrow, but um, one thing I didn't think about was how this show deals with like like. This show was so ahead of its time. Yes. In terms of the way it deals with income inequality, racial inequality, mm-hmm. violence against women, like it, it's like the show we need right now. But it's like twelve years old. Yeah. Like it's like I I, I and I it, that didn't occur to me until I started watching about like there's so much like violence against women and you know like that like Veronica single handedly just goes and like kicks people's asses like. You know, like, it's it's just really, you know, and of course, it's a product. Like, it is not, I'm not saying it ages perfectly and it's amazing. There are definitely some issues where it's mm-hmm. just like, uh, uh, like the way they deal with, um, like homosexuality. Yeah. Is not great. Lay is not, it's not great. And then there's like an episode featuring a trans, uh, woman and it's not the worst it could be, but that's not a, a high enough bar. Like, that's, that's not, That's not saying anything. Um, like, and so, like, yeah, there's definitely issues, but, like, it's just, it's very cathartic right now. Mm -hmm. Like, in terms of what we're dealing with. And so, um, I'm really, I really am liking it. Kristen Bell's so good.
1: Ugh, I can't wait for the new series. It's, I know.
0: It's going to be so good. Like, I'm, I'm really excited. That it was, it's just such a good show. Um, also, it kind of also, though, made me wish, like, what's going on right now, she hadn't, um, gone back to Neptune to work as a P.I. and was instead working at the FBI. Yes! Like, sasses in D.C. a little bit. <laughs> like, a little b- I was just, like, I was having this, like, fantasy, like, like, yesterday after, like, you know, after all the hearing stuff and stuff, and I was like, Ron McCamar's Kamara's going to take care of
1: us." <laughs> she um, would have single-handedly brought like, them like, all down.
0: I know. So, anyway, anyway, I'm really enjoying it. Um, if you're looking for a show to... Rewatch or watch for the first time if you haven't seen it. Um, I don't. I have the discs. I don't know that it's actually streaming anywhere, but it will be. It
1: will be on Hulu. It'll be on Hulu
0: next year. So.
1: Yeah. So. They said
0: they're putting the series up. So, um. Yeah. That's it. That is our episode. That's
1: our episode. We are part of the Hard Knock Life podcast network, and you can find all the podcasts in the Hard Knock Media family at. Hardknockmedia.com. that is hard n-o-c media.com it stands for nerds of color um and we strongly urge you to go do that because they are all amazing
0: yes and thank you to our patreon subscribers thank you to fazia and meredith at the ten dollar level and jerome sylvia martha brandy rahul GeekhartGames.com. Jordan, Annie, Megan, Claire, Brian, Robert, Gayathri, Maya, and the Knot family. The $5 level. We really appreciate your um, support. Uh, I, I I don't think – I think we can't really even express in words what it means. So, like, really? just thank you. Um, you
1: it's... can, <laughs> as always, find us on Twitter at they See Geek Girls, And I am at Run With Squizzers.
0: And I am at – s krishna and um just as a reminder our schedule may be a little bit erratic over the next three to four months as i um, am gestating and am going to give birth to a human so that's the thing that's happening so our schedule may be erratic but by like february march we should be back to normal
1: um as always please rate us on itunes or sorry apple podcasts it has updated its name yes Um, we think it helps people find the show and we hope you guys like it enough to want other people to listen to it. Uh, and until next time, we'll We'll see you you in
0: hell! (laughs)